pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 284. Today I'm going to chat with Kevin Colenda from Phoenix Trinity Firearms, highlight a new bullpup from Senex Arms, and talk about YouTube's recent ban of gun content. I'm your host, Ava Flannell. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having uh, Phoenix Trinity and myself on. Of course. I'm actually really excited to have you on. I've been actually wanting to get a hold of you guys for some time. I've been hearing nothing but good things about you. But before we start talking about Phoenix Trinity Firearms, I'm going to take a quick break, talk about Smith & Wesson. Right now, Smith & Wesson, they have a huge rebate going on from now until April 2nd, and you can get up to $100 off on almost 400 guns. You can get $50 off the bodyguards, J-frame revolvers, Shield Plus, SD pistols, $75 back on the CSX, Shield, MMP 1522s, the Shield Easies, and the Shield uh, M2.0s. And then lastly, you can receive $100 back on the MMP M2.0s, the MMP 10s, the AR-10s, shotgun 12s, AR-15s. MMP 15 Sport 2, and then the Volunteer Series. So if you guys have been kind of on the fence about getting that Smith & Wesson firearm, now is definitely a good time, and you can receive some money back. And I actually remember a few years back, they had this, it was like the $75 off, and I ended up getting like the Gen 2, or I'm sorry, the Gen 1 Shield, which was still a pretty good gun. And I think I ended up getting it for like, maybe I spent, I don't know, 275 so ultimately I ended up getting that gun for $200. So it was, you know, pretty good. I actually have a Smith and Wesson MMP 2.0 performance center one that I won at a competition. I absolutely love that gun. Yeah, they do have some really good guns. And that's actually what I've been kind of using lately when I do scenarios is the, their new one, their competitor, and it works really well. Mm-hmm. So they have some good stuff. So yeah, head on over to smith-wesson.com, pick out what you want. And you guys do not have to obviously buy directly from Smith & Wesson. I don't think you can just buy from any gun store and then send in that rebate and you're good to go. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. All right, Phoenix Trinity Firearms. Before we start talking about Phoenix Trinity Firearms, Kevin, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into the industry. Um, okay, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I hate the veteran card, but I uh, I spent some time in the Marine Corps, so that's kind of where my love for firearms came from. Mm-hmm. I, I I was around guns. My dad was in law enforcement growing up. I didn't really shoot. Did a little bit, but nothing nothing crazy. But obviously, after you know going through the Marine Corps um, boot camp, and there they have such a a driven purpose for you to be a marksman, no matter what you do in the Marine Corps, whether you're behind a keyboard or you're, you know, a guy in the infantry out there facing, you know, whatever every day. And I really loved the long range, taking your time, setting up a shot, breaking a shot, all those kind of things. And then obviously the competitive side of promotions, it, it came into play. So I wanted to be good at it. So it took a while, but um, and eventually, you know, several expert qualifications with rifle and um, pistol. Um, I, I really kind of fell in love with it. Fast forward, did 12 years in the Marines. I got out, um, and I got into the um, service management world for the diesel world because that was part of my background was in the Marines. Mm -hmm. And it was a good job, um, but it is not what I wanted to do. And um, while I was in the Marine Corps, I was a recruiter, and I kind of had a love for sales. So I knew eventually at some point I would like to be selling too. One of my very good friends, um, and may he rest in peace, is a was a police officer here in Kansas City, Overland Park, Kansas. He was killed in the line of duty a couple years ago. But him and his wife um, got me, said, hey, man, come out, try out this three-gun thing. And I was like, well, what's three guns? So he roughly explained to me. I threw together enough gear to do a match, and it was their match they were putting on. Little that I know was actually a major-level competitive match. I had zero business being at this match. Mm-hmm. Um 
But long story short, the every the community was great. They helped me stumble and make my way through it. Fell in love with the sport, invested money, finally invested time in practice and got to about where I could finish about in the middle at matches. Um, but the biggest reason I do the sport and have continued to do it was the community. From that, I had a guy offer me a pro staff position or job or whatever you want to call it to represent his optics um, brand. And one of the brands that he represented was here locally in Olathe, where I live, which was Athlon Optics. Well, he called me up one day and said, hey, man, they're looking for a sales guy. I was like, this may be my chance to get in the industry. So long story short, I went and interviewed and I got the job and I was a regional uh, manager for Athlon Optics for a couple of years. Um, I had a good time there. They're a great group of people, worked with a great team. I had been shooting the honcho and really good buddies with a local shooter here, Dylan Easley. And he convinced me to get rid of my, I had a DVCO at the time when, back when Staccato was still STI and made open pistols. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey man, try mine out. And I was like, man, you're, you're not kidding. It really is good stuff. And that's and so when I kind of befriended the owners, Brian and Tiffany, um, a little bit through just social media and whatnot. Well, they launched the more, um, last year and jokingly, I, I, um, when I emailed to order one, cause I wanted to support their growing business and line of things. I said, Hey, if you're growing, you ever need a sales guy, let me know. And so, uh, the rest is history. They hired me to become their sales director and build a dealer network. And it's been a wild ride ever since. And things are progressing and going, going really well. Just to backtrack. So you were already shooting the honcho or so you had the STI and then, Dylan Easley, he had the honcho at the time and he was like, you need to try out yep. my gun. Yep. Yep. That's how, how it happened. I had had it. There was nothing really wrong with the DVCO. It was, it's a great gun, mm-hmm. but the honcho's machining and what I call the buttery smoothness definitely stood out to me. And, you know, I, so I sold the DVCO and I ordered a honcho and I patiently, patiently waited like everybody else does for open pistol and uh, no turning back uh, since them on that platform. Uh, you guys were at TriggerCon, and my biggest regret right. is not stopping by and shooting your gun because okay. I have just been constantly hearing about you guys just from a bunch of different people, and they're just like, it is the best. You know, I mean, I will say that Staccato, you know, they do a really good job with their marketing. And actually, I was just talking to somebody who's in the in the market for 2011, and they're like, yeah, you know. Staccato probably does the best with like their marketing. That's why a lot of people know who they are, but they're definitely not like the best, you know, and this is their opinion, the best in the market. And then you have like stuff that goes even further than that, like the infinity, which those can get really pricey. And I had no idea. I mean, so just the honcho. So I'm, I'm looking at your website right now, but the honcho, it looks like it's, is it, it starts at, uh, 5,850. Yeah, that's probably would get you two barrels, basic, you know, upgraded, you know, probably just the basic options as far as aesthetics and things like that. We've had guys spend up to, depending on how crazy they wanted the finish and the overall look of the gun to be, $10,000 on, on one build. Wow. And like Infinities. So it, can, it can get that crazy. Yeah. Infinities, I heard. I mean, I, I've seen them for like 5000 but... That's like basic, you know, but if you really want to get crazy with it, I mean, we're talking, I mean, we're talking like the price of a car, the price of like yes. a nice car. And you're just like, how do you, yeah. how do you go home and you justify that to your family? Like, I don't have a family, so I don't have to justify it. But how am I like, well, you know, we're going to have to make some budget cuts because I spent this much on the gun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I would imagine, you know, people who do competitions, like, I mean, one, if you enjoy it, you know, but two, I mean, this is work for a lot of people. This is what they do. And everybody wants that advantage. And I would imagine, you know, I mean, the better the gun. And and I can attest to this because last week I shot a different gun and I'm not going to say what, but I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm decent enough at shooting that you could put any gun in my hands and like, I'm going to run it well. And I did not run it well. I mean, I was like, I was actually really annoyed with how I performed, uh, just doing the scenario shooting. And it was, you know, I mean, it really does make the difference and it doesn't matter. I mean, you could be a great shooter, but if, you know, if it has a a good comp on it, if the barrel's ported, I mean, there's a lot of other things that are going to give you advantage that is going to make it, you know, a nice 
soft shooting gun that is going to get you back on target quicker and you're not going to feel like you're fumbling all over the place, which is what I felt last week. Yeah, no, absolutely. The return to zero is probably the best part about the 1911 double stack platform. And then obviously Cicado's 2011 platform, as you know, you took something that was already really good and, you know, you gave it more capacity. Um, but, you know, that's the great part about the, the, the whether you're shooting the honcho or you're shooting the H series or you're, whether you're shooting a Morse, every single gun we build is all one gun, one guy making sure that all your parts are together, everything's serialized. Like my locking block says 35, my barrel says 35. It's not like we're it's, – it's very methodical on the process. We use the same grade of materials whether it's on a honcho or a, a morph EDC. So whether you're buying our $6,000, $7,000 plus race gun or you're you know getting in at a, 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 the entry-level H duty, which is uh, $37.99, you're still getting the same materials and the same craftsmanship that you are um, in our in our race guns that started this you know this path that you know Phoenix Trinity is on. Nice. So let's go back and talk about Phoenix Trinity and when it started. Which, to my knowledge, sure. it was founded in 2011. Yes. Ironically enough, right? We uh, legally uh, and technically can't use that, uh, and I nobody's mad. Well, I think people are mad at Scott that they they got that and no one can touch it. Um, good for them, but yeah, they were established in 2011. Is when the gun the gun stuff started kicking up. Uh, Brian and Tiffany have been in the machining business though for years, and I think that's probably what helped set us apart. Mm-hmm. Is they were doing things in medical grade machining parts for medical products, Boeing, GE, and there's no margin for error when something's going in an airplane for obvious reasons. Yeah, it can't it can't fail because if it does. It catastrophically can change, you know, the world it, it, for you know all intents and purposes. So that's when they started. What kind of happened was is someone's like, "Hey, can you make this part?" And Brian's like, "Yeah." And then it kind of went from there. And then they went to like a, a match. I don't know how they ended up going to a match. But they went to like a USPSA match, I think. And they saw the guys kind of, you know, switching out the different guns and the amount of money. And they're like, "Well, let's." If we're going to do this, we're, we're going to do it better. So to take a platform that's over 100 years old and a couple people that kind of a, attempted to do the locking block thing, mm-hmm. I think Springfield added, but it, it didn't it didn't work. They failed. Mm-hmm. Brian put it to the board and he, he made it work and came out with the linkless barrel system. That way these guys could have one gun and just swap around barrels and calibers in one case at a match shoot multiple divisions and they're not having to buy three, four different guns that are, you know, price tag for anywhere to five to six, seven thousand dollars each. Hmm. Very interesting. I'm gonna take another quick break, talk about Mantis real quick. This past weekend I actually messed around with the Blackbeard X, which is very similar to the Blackbeard, but It also has the analytics of the Mantis X built into it, and it's an auto resetting trigger system so that you don't have to keep, you know, pulling that charging handle back and resetting the trigger, which is great. But they have some really fun drills there. I did the one where it was like you have to pull the trigger 20 times within 20 seconds, which this was a lot easier to do with the rifle as opposed to the pistol, because the pistol, you're racking that slide back every time to reset the trigger. But while you're doing this, so you're trying to, you know, get the best time, which let's face it, it's typically not going to take you 20 seconds to pull it 20 times. But you're also being graded on how you pull that trigger. So if you're just pulling it abruptly, if it's causing the gun to move all the place, I mean, it's grading everything that you do and it's giving you a score for every trigger pull. And when it completes, when you pull it 20 seconds, you can go back and you can see, you know, one through 20, every shot that you took. And it shows you the analytics of the movement before, during and after you're pulling that trigger, how much you moved the overall score, and then how you can get a better score. So maybe you were, you know, uh, jerking the trigger or in my case, I wasn't pulling the gun closer to my shoulder. I wasn't shouldering it well enough. And that's just because you're not anticipating that recoil, you know, with a laser gun, but it's, you know, you're developing bad habits if you're not doing that. So you want to. So it's really kind of cool. It's a great system to practice on and definitely improve your shooting. If you guys want to check it out, head on over to mantisx.com. 
Okay, so I have to know. So Brian and Tiffany, are they now, are they gun enthusiasts? Like, are do they do any competition shooting or were they just so, kind of like? Originally, no, they weren't really. I mean, they weren't ever anti like QA. They're probably, they, they probably support military law enforcement, all those good things. And, yeah. and they're pro QA people. Um, the gun thing kind of just happened by accident, but then they got their kids involved in it, built them obviously honchos. And they they competed all over the world, you know, worlds, Jamaica, all Trinidad, all wow. kinds of things where the honchos have been, you know, at their at their core, they're machinists and builders, but they're racers. They love horsepower and fast cars. So that's kind of a lot of the themes of some of the guns. You know, when Brian's designing or puts things in, he's looking at it from a, a fast category of racing and making the machine run as fast and right on the border of, you know, you know, pushing it but still being safe and all those good things. So, um, yeah, I mean, they do enjoy shooting. They don't compete. Um, their kids did. Um, honestly, even myself, I don't compete as much as I used to. We're, we're busy yeah. and we're selling and we're, they're building, um, uh, cranking out a lot of guns since the H series launch. So no, they don't compete, but, um, they, they've supported many competitive shooters. We do have a Phoenix Trinity shooting team that we rely and lean on, heavily during r&d phases and feedback and and you know help with with things because we don't know we know the market but the people that are doing it every day that are competing that are going to the matches and that are police officers or military guys they see things that we're just not going to see so Mm -hmm. we we work very well with our team on getting good solid input from people that actually use these every day Mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense and you know what they say about you know doing something you love and you'll never work a day in your life it's usually bullshit (laughs) yeah i mean i'm not saying that you guys don't love it but it's the same reason why like in 2020 i got really into plants and i was like maybe i'll open up a plant store and i was like nah i'll probably end up hating plants by like give it a year but not to say I hate guns, yep. but it's one of those things. You could eat your favorite food every night and eventually you're going to get tired of it. Or you are, you are, oh, yep. Or if you do it well, like you guys, you know, you guys are doing it extremely well. Sales are increasing and it's like you need all hands on deck and you guys can't just yep. be out, you know, doing competitions all the time because you need to work and like fulfill those right. orders. So it makes sense. Absolutely. Yep. Nope, yeah. that's true. And, you know, with, with the with the factor being in Florida, some things they do fight down there or weather and it can it can put the factory, you know, down for a couple of days potentially. So when that happens, then then it, it, it even makes us have to work harder because we don't want to get by. We know the lead time monster that exists in this market mm-hmm. is probably the, the ugliest black eye on the 1911 double stack 2011, you know, market is I got to wait. Well, there's a reason you wait, though. And then when you when you get it, you most people, you know, go, oh, that's why it took so long. This thing is not just a gun. This is a machined work of art that mm-hmm. happens to be a gun at the end of the day. How long is typically wait time? So on honchos, because of the amazing amount of options that are available to a customer, it can be six months to a year wow. um, to get a honcho done because it's, everything's got to stay together. Everything has to be tracked very specifically. You, we do have to rely on um, third parties for the, the PVD coatings and the DLC and those things. So sometimes that can take a little while. And then when it comes back from those places, we are just as meticulous as it went out. If it is not up to our standard, we will send it back and have it recoded and things like that. And unfortunately that kind of delays things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't, it works perfectly and it's great and everybody's happy. But that's why honchos take so long. The new series, the morphs, which is our carry series, um, the morph switch and the morph 1776, you're looking at about four months from time when the order is placed. And then on our H series, we're and I'm sure someone's gonna get mad or argue with me because that's just the internet. We're holding pretty close to about 14 weeks for orders going out to dealers. And then we do sell um, individually to military and law enforcement guys at a pretty sweet, substantial discount. Mm -hmm. And those guys take a little bit longer because we work them in with the the deals and orders, but we're doing pretty good. For example, we got – we did an order right for Christmas from one of our really good dealers, and it was 10 guns, and we got it out right at 70 days. And that was with with two hurricanes and some holidays in there, so – we are not where we would like to be yet, but it is, it's doing pretty good. I don't know if you heard that music, but I just clicked on the morph. <laughs> oh, 
um, and it started yeah, it, playing the intro music and i was like uh-oh video no <laughs> shows the breakdown of how the gun works with the locking block versus the link system nice yeah so what do the morphs go for what's retail the on morphs that? are anywhere between like 35 all the way up to like 45 it just depends on kind of what options whether you're doing one barrel or two barrels mm-hmm. you know that's the thing about our our system is the barrels are very easily interchanged because it looks like a standard Glock barrel and it has this locking block in it. So you can shoot a 10, a 40 and a nine all out of the same gun. You do have to obviously switch barrel magazine and the breech block if you're Mm -hmm. switching calibers. Mm -hmm. Um, But like if you wanted to buy a nine and you wanted a bull barrel for carry, but then you're going out to your range and you want to throw your silencers on, you can swap and throw your threaded barrel in and order additional barrels with Hmm. the, uh, the more series. That's really Um, cool. So if you, it, 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 it's not a huge market for that on the carry side versus like the competition, but there is people that do like that and it's always an available option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really and cool. On the eight series for now, and people are asking, but for now to keep lead times with that and try and keep the people happy, our, our customers and our dealers, we're only offering nine millimeter in the, the eight series, but you never know. You might see something available or we might do something, a package where there's a couple barrels that come with a gun or, or something like that. But we've limited the options a little bit on the eight series in order to help keep on track with manufacturing and keep lead times reasonable for, for dealers and customers. Mm-hmm. And aside from you using a third party to do like your coatings and stuff, everything, yep. all of your parts are built in house, correct? About 98% of the parts are now built in-house. There are a few things, springs, um, extractors, hammers that we do get from some other vendors. But other than that, you pick up that gun that was made almost nine, almost 100% in-house mm-hmm. by our, our machines and our, our guys that assemble um, the guns um, down in Florida. Did that give you guys a little bit of an advantage during COVID or I have to imagine material was still kind of difficult to outsource? So it did give us an advantage during COVID, but we were still just doing pretty much honchos and then building parts for other OEMs. I mean, we built parts for Atlas and we built grips and things for, and frames and stuff for a very long time for those guys and Nighthawk. And eventually they ended up doing it on their own. Um, actually one of the companies used our help getting set up so they could do it on their own. And what that did for us internally was made the opportunity for them to go, you know what, maybe it's time we step out and we get in the retail space and, and shake things up with our abilities, um, to build these guns. So mm-hmm. they made it through COVID, but obviously it dropped a little bit, especially with the need for a competitive gun because competitions were even being canceled. True. But, but we survived. And um, when there now, you know, I would say this H series has really, really kicked it up another level of what we're going to be able to do as a business. Um, so we're very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And then lastly, I guess if someone were just to ask you, you know, like, okay, yeah, there's lots of 2011s out in the market. What gives you guys, you know, what's sort of the advantage to going with you guys versus sure. competitors? So obviously I'm biased, you know, but I, like I told you earlier in the interview, I did shoot the honcho platform before I uh, became an employee of Phoenix Trinity. I think what sets us apart, and I will always tell people when they're looking at our stuff, you know, and I've shot the other brands and they're great guns, uh, you know, but I think our machining process and the attention to detail and how we are able to maximize the use of the machines that we have. And the quality of materials that we do everything from certified bar stock. We use the best materials. Our, our sourcing for materials is, you know, they had that connection to that from the aerospace industry. So we have very good sourcing for, for the metal that is involved in building these guns. So I think that's what set us apart. I call it the buttery smoothness. I know I said it earlier. I'll say it again. When you rack or work one of our guns or you want to air rack it because that's the cool thing to do, you're going to feel it. When you shoot it, you're going to feel it when you clean it, and you're going to see it with your own eyes. So that's how I go up against competition. I don't. I won't say anything about anybody else. I'll just hand them our gun and say, you go shoot it, and you tell me. And we are able to sell it at a lower price than some of our competitors because we mastered the machining process. So we're still – we're obviously making money as a company. That's what we're in business for at the end of the day. But we don't have to make it as high as, you know, potentially other competitors 
because we figured out a way to do it more efficiently, but still hold the very tight tolerances and give the quality that people demand when they're spending four or five, six thousand dollars for a, a handgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Can you guys air rack it? Yes, you can air rack it. I make fun of air rackers, mm-hmm. but it is very, <laughs> it is a very popular thing to do. And hey, you know what? If you want to show off and air rack your buddies, my machining are not mine because I don't build them, but our, our machining, then then please do it all day, every day. We appreciate it. You know, what's kind of sad is I only just saw that for the first time, like in the last few months before that, I had never seen that. And I was like, so just like amazed. I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it does it does truly speak to how like smooth how smooth, yeah. And how the lightness it, it's it, again, we obviously need to get one of these in your hands to shoot soon. You will see and understand why. So are you going to NRA? I'm on the fence about it. I uh yeah. I actually just had this conversation with somebody yesterday and they were asking me and I was like, I don't know, are you? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I'm asking around just to kind of feel, you know, because it's like again, there's so many people that just don't support the NRA. So it's like you kind of right. hate to support an organization that's not fighting for us. But then at the same time, it's also usually a pretty good show and you right. want to go and support your industry friends. So yep. it's like support. that's how we view it. You're supporting the industry. And the thing we like about it, SHOT Show is great, right? But the SHOT Show is not for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, NRA is and that gives us an opportunity to actually talk to the people that these, you know, guns ultimately end up in the hands of. Yeah. So it's it, we launched. We teased slash launched the H series last year, H TAC at NRA, and that it it went very well for us. So mm-hmm. we're we will be back in Indianapolis. If nothing else, uh, well, if I do go, I'll definitely stop by your booth. But I'm sure. I mean, there's quite a few other events coming up that who knows maybe. But you know what? Also, Kansas is like really close. It's like yep, I think it's and, like a six or seven Aaron hour. Do you know Aaron Jolly? Right, our marketing director. Aaron Jolly. Yeah, he used to work for Rainier. Yeah. So he's our marketing director and he's down in Wichita. We 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 stole him from Rainier under under not duress by any means. Yeah. It was a it was a but it was an opportunity for him and we we have a really good relationship with Rainier. So but yeah, Aaron Aaron's our marketing guy. So yeah, we'll get you down to the firearms academy and let you run through the guns. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Is there any future plans that you can share with listeners? Um Yes. I mean, we just launched the Hero Grip. So obviously, so the, the 2011-1911 double stack platform is blowing up. Yeah. You know, you have the 2311 that just came out. You know, obviously you've got Atlas that's in the in the retail game. You've got us, you've got Staccato, you've got Nighthawk, and you've got other brands that are coming on strong. And then, you know, when Springfield launched the Prodigy, people were like, are you mad or whatever? I was like, no, man, that's that's a gateway drug to our platform. So, so it totally buying, it yep, totally is. Buy that one. Yep. Can I just say so, real quick, yep. like, sorry to interrupt you, but OK, so my friend who we were talking about 2011s, so he fell into he bought the Prodigy and he was like, ah, you know, I mean, 1500, give or take. And he wanted to do a bunch of custom work to it. But and I'm not trying to like diss Springfield because honestly, a lot of their 1911s are really nice. I don't know what they did with the Prodigy, but it is it's crap in my opinion. Like a lot of the parts were like pitted. He wanted to do slide work, but the slide wasn't sure. strong enough to even you know mill the slide to put any you know. So he said it would be fine if somebody just, you know, took it out of the box and wanted to shoot it. But if you wanted to do custom work to it, it wasn't great. And then he that's why he's upgrading, because he's like, I'm just going to sell this thing. It was, you know, so we've heard that. But what we've seen, too, is like the biggest thing people like to swap out. We've seen on the platforms is the grip. And we we may have been the first to build the, the one piece grip. Um, I'm sure someone will argue us on that because it's similar how it goes. But it's you know our our grips are made very very well, and what we've done is we are launching a grip line that will plug and play. It still should go to a certified gunsmith. Do not get me wrong to be fitted to make sure there doesn't need to be any fitment. But we brought all the other brands in house, m- matched them up with our grips to make sure it should be pretty much plug and play. So we are launching a grip line. That in March that will um, help upgrade if you want to to a you know an aluminum or a you know if eventually steel grip for your staccato or your Springfield Prodigy or whatever other brand. Hmm. So that's coming. 
And then I, I will say we are working on another pistol and I, that's all I will say. Nice. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. And actually I'm looking at your grip right now. It, the, so the, is it going to be similar to the 1776 EDC grip, but I'm assuming just obviously not EDC. If you are on our website, um, and let me join you on it real quick. Don't it'll take me along. Just there. make sure I don't pull up that video again, because then it'll disrupt the the podcast. <laughs> no, nope, you're good. So, it's, so if you see the introducing the the H Pro, the very top banner, mm-hmm. do you look at that grip? So that is the H Pro, but we we have the the same grip that comes in the Pro. It's called the Hero Grip, and that grip is the new one that we just launched. So it's already aluminum stippled right into the machining into the grip. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Um. So it's plug and play. Like I said, we brought the other brands in house to make sure when someone orders one of these that it should pretty much just go with their gun and there should be very little fitment required, if any at all. But we still recommend it going to somebody, a certified gunsmith or gun store, to make sure it's fitted correctly and you know everything everything lines up mm-hmm. um, when when you do that. So, uh, yeah, I will. Uh, we're we're stoked about that. Um, I think there's. It just like the you know the AR-15 afterparts market with the growth of this platform across the the you know the country the world people people love these are now starting to want them in Europe and all kinds of things so with that comes accessories yeah. and uh, we would be happy to sell them since we we make them already anyway yeah. we make everything in house so it's uh, it's good for us as a company even if you're not buying our full gun we'd be happy to get you some really quality parts to make your you know gun that you purchased to maybe make some improvements that you would like to have. Very nice. And then for people who want to check out your website and follow you on social media, what is yep. that info? So uh, our website is www.ptrinity.com. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram. You just probably are going to have to specifically type us out because we all know about mm-hmm. shadow banning, that dirty word. That's um, like everyone now. You have to type, and it's like, good thing I remember most of their handles, but... If you didn't know, a lot of times I'll just go on their website, scroll to the bottom of the website, and then it'll show where their Instagram or Facebook. But yeah, Instagram yep. lately is the worst. It has to be completely typed yep. out. And it's Phoenix Trinity Firearms, all one word. Phoenix Trinity Firearms, all one word to get us on Instagram. We're also on Twitter now because, you know, with the, the changes of that platform, that may end up being more of a to a friendly opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I saw on your show notes, we all know what YouTube's doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can Facebook messages, you can, uh, Instagram messages and someone will get a hold of you. I handle all sales. So if you're literally have a sales question or somebody wants to know about a gun, you're going to get me. Um, and we will be, I will happy to talk to you for, for as long as anybody would like all of our guns, other than our military and law enforcement stuff, is sold through our dealer network. And if you get on our webpage, there's a dealer locator. We know what dealers have. So if you, you know, you want to, a customer calls in, we'll even direct you to somebody that may have what you want in stock. You may not even have to wait 14 weeks. They may have it on the shelf for you and they'll ship it to you and your FFL and you can go pick it up. Hmm, very nice. All right. Caldwell. If you guys are wanting to shoot long range, one of the things that you need to know is your muzzle velocity. Caldwell has several different chronographs to measure muzzle velocity accurately, and they've added two new ones this year with Bluetooth. The Ballistic Precision Chronograph with Bluetooth for $129.99, which has the plus or minus of 0.25% accuracy and can connect to a smartphone with Bluetooth rather than a cable like the previous versions. It also records environmental conditions, not just shot data, so that you have a lot more info for your ballistic calculator. It has extra wide sunscreens for use in full sun and works with firearms, archery, air gun, and paintball. The premium version includes a tripod carry bag and extra wide sunscreens for $214.99. But remember to use the code gunfunny10, all one word, and you're going to get 10% off. And that is at caldwellshooting.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. 
today's Q&A. So if you guys have a question for me, just feel free to go to gunfunny.com and click on the contact us link. Today's question is, hi, Ava, I'm a new listener. I was wondering your thoughts on how to get into giving classes. I'm a home-based FFL 07, and I think branching out to giving small classes seems like something I would like to do. That being said, are there any other options besides the NRA? Thank you so much. There is USCCA that is growing in popularity. They're starting to give instructor classes, which I actually just talked to somebody from USCCA yesterday, and I'm going to take their class because I've heard actually a lot of good things about it. And unlike the NRA, I can't say if it, you know, without actually taking the class, but I've heard good things as in it's not outdated material that you're learning like you would with the NRA classes, which I swear a lot of that stuff's like from the 70s. The only problem, though, is I don't think that it is federally recognized. I think the only credential that is actually recognized now as, you know, to become an instructor is still the NRA credentials. That might be changing, especially with the way that things, you know, are going with NRA. I mean, who knows if I hate to say it, but who knows if the NRA is even going to be around, you know, much longer Hopefully there is an alternative and I would say, you know, something close to that probably is going to be USCCA and they also offer, I hate to call it insurance, but it is a type of insurance that if you ever had to use your gun for self-defense, they'd send out a lawyer immediately and cover all of your legal fees. But they also offer a lot of other, you know, options as well, such as like the training. Additionally, if you are not going to give people, you know, if if you're not going to certify them for their concealed carry permit, I will say also, you may not even need those credentials. If you wanted to just teach a basic pistol class and, you know, kind of create your own syllabus and just basically, you know, inform people of how like, you know, different pistols work or, you know, the safety features on that, you do not need to be a certified instructor. With that said, I mean, I would say, you know, make sure that you're absolutely teaching the correct information, uh, read up on a lot of books. I mean, I think even like the NRA books and stuff are available to the public. And then you also would probably want insurance on top of that. It might be a little bit difficult to get insurance if you aren't certified, but I haven't actually looked into that. But yeah, I mean, if you're not looking to certify people for, you know, to apply for their concealed carry permit, you may not even need the credentials altogether. So that's just something to think about. Kevin, is there anything that you want to add to that? You know, I think it's very important training and credential. I have a very good friend here that's um, a member of that and her owns a, uh, it's all female training company that she runs here locally. Uh, Our name's Susie Hutchcraft. And I've seen the success of that brand. And I've interacted with them on a couple of different things at competitions. I think they've, they've got a good target um, audience and training. And I think you're right. I think it, they're, they're keeping up with the, the, as things change in training is what they always do, right? Like we're not teaching the same things we did in the 1970s that we, that we are now things, things do evolve and, and training does get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's always the biggest thing. I obviously am very pro to a, but I am also very, pro training if you are going to buy a gun whether it's the smith and west mmp or you're going to spend five grand with me buy your ammunition go to the range find and vet a good instructional person or people or group or whatever and then obviously dry fire man is 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 ugly and is unfun as is but with things like mantis and things that are out there now technology wise you should it it can make dry fire a little funner and i think a little more effective for Mm -hmm. the for the the guys or gals at the end of the day that, you know, believe in protecting their, their, their freedoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. IWI. The Uzi Pro, it has some of the same iconic designs as like the Mott, like the, you know, the old Uzi, but with a lot of modern upgrades, the charging handle, it's on the left side so that you can mount an optic on the top rail. There's an accessory rail and more modern mag release on the side of the grip instead of on the bottom. The new Uzi Pro, they all have threaded barrels, so you can put a can on it if you want to. I recently put a silencer co can on mine. Just a really fun gun to shoot. And I think it's one of those iconic pieces that 
is just fun to own and it actually shoots better than I thought it would. I thought, you know, initially when I bought one, I was just like, I'm totally just buying this because it freaking looks cool. I've seen it in movies and I want one. But then when I shot it, I was like, okay, this actually is pretty legit. <laughs> if you guys want to check it out, head on over to IWI.us. Remember, when you're in their web store, anything that you find in their web store, if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you're going to get 15% off. And that includes like all kinds of stuff. They have, you can go down a rabbit hole and look at everything that they have in the web store, but they have a lot of great things available for sale. And again, that website is IWI.us. There's yeah, new- IWI is okay. a great company. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And I can't wait for the Carmel to come out. I don't know if you yeah. saw that at SHOT Show, but it should be. I did not, but I heard about it. And if you hear about it and don't, because, you know, unfortunately, when you're on the floor, like I am tied to the tied to a booth, it's hard to get out and, and look at stuff. But I did hear good things. And uh, IWI is a huge supporter of competitive shooting sports. So I, I'm very familiar with they are. They're, they're a great company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The director of marketing, Jeremy Gresham, I've had him on the show before, and he does competitive shooting. He's the one who actually pushed me to start doing it because I I asked him a while back. I was like, so what do you think I should do to take my career to the next level? And he's like, you need to start doing competitions. And he's like, just to make you a better shooter. You know, if nothing else, like I don't need, you know, like I probably wouldn't spend every weekend doing it because I still teach. I'm a firearms instructor, but but, you know, I mean, it does, it definitely takes your training to the next level and it's just a great way to train under stress, make sure your yep. accuracy counts, make sure that you're doing it in a timely manner. And it's just, I have nothing but great that, things to say about it. That's what I tell two people that I work with, especially with these law enforcement guys is like those, most cops don't shoot very well. Yeah. Unfortunately, they I know. don't get the training or the time. And when they're off work, the last thing they want to do, unless they're already a firearms enthusiast. But I was like, man, even if you shoot one competition a quarter as a, uh, as a, in law enforcement or as a civilian, go do it because you're right. It makes you think under stress. It makes, you, it makes you push yourself. And I think everybody's competitive at heart, even if you're just competing against yourself to get better. Mm-hmm. So I think competitive shooting, a lot of people are intimidated. Oh, it's a competition. I've never met a nicer community of people that will help you get through a competition, loan you gear. If you want to use my gun, whatever it may be, then, then the two, a competitive community. Now there's a couple jerks in the bunch, but that's anything you do. Yeah. Um, I think, but yeah. I highly, highly recommend, even if it's just your local bowling pin match, I don't care, but get out and go and go shoot and be around people that are, you know, I guess, like-minded with the shooting sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and really the biggest thing is what I've noticed is I think why I put it off is because it's like it, it affects your ego. Like you're just like, I don't want to suck and it hurt my ego, which is so stupid, especially because I'm a female, but ultimately we all have these egos and it's like, just let your ego go, just go enjoy it. You're it's like one of those things you go to the gym, getting there is the hardest thing you got to, you know, mentally prepare, get yourself there. But like once you do it, you don't regret it. Definitely, you know, do all the things, anything gun related, any of the sports. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and you know, I would spend, spend your hard earned money with us. We'll be happy to help you. Yeah. Right. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it. Hate it. Find out now. Today in Tacti Talk, there's a new bullpup in town. Brandon Makowski, a recon marine turned engineer, has created an innovative new bullpup for Senex Arms, which I'm not that familiar with the company, I'll admit. It's called the Modular Bullpup Light Rifle, the MBLR-15. It's a toolless quick change barrel system that allows for 10 second barrel changes. That also means that wow. you can change to any AR-15 size caliber. In addition to quick change barrels, you can also swap the M-Lock forends quickly too, so that you can change the length, the caliber, and accessories for application in just minutes. The bolt carrier has a dual rod and spring recoil system that's an all internal as there's no buffer tube anymore. And bullhubs are obviously known for being pretty short, but the MBLR15 is one of the shortest. With a 10-inch barrel, it's only 18.4 inches overall, which is actually wow. smaller than the Sig Rattler. And the Sig Rattler has a 6-inch barrel, but I guess because of the way that it was designed, um, it's actually smaller, which I'm really, I'm like, man, I love like little small guns. I want to get my hands on it. <laughs> 
the design's completely ambidextrous and includes left-hand ejection too. So that's also a plus. One common complaint with bull pups is the trigger. It isn't great due to the linkage required to have the trigger forward of the breech. In this right. design, it's basically a normal air trigger and the linkage reportedly doesn't change the feel much, which I think I'd have to get my hands on it to really attest to that. No word yet on pricing as they're still in the prototype stage, but they're hoping to have them on shelves this year. So nice. I guess we'll see. But this is another thing. I guess they released that SHOT Show. They showed it at SHOT Show. Um, I didn't have a chance to look at it, but definitely pretty interesting, especially for its size and the fact that you can change out all that and you don't need a tool. Like now you're speaking my language because I have well, one of those. Well, that's kind of like. Kind of like us. That's not, when you were describing. Like, man, he kind of is innovative. Like we are with being able to change things out, and you know, it's it's nice if to have. I always look at this. It's nice to have the option. You may never want to change your caliber out, but if I want to, I can, and it's effective. Yeah. Well, and it also kind of justifies the cost. Or like, well, essentially, because I can shoot three calibers, you know, within this gun, it kind of justifies the price. Where you're like, well, yeah, I'm spending five thousand, but ultimately. It's like yeah. buying three good guns because you know that, you know, it's going to cycle well. It's going to be a nice, you know, flat shooter and recoil is going to be non-existent, all that good stuff. So, yep. yeah. Well, like it's something you can pass on. I mean, not everybody has kids to pass it on to, but if you do or, or you know, whatever, um, it's not like this gun will ever go away. It's never, it's not, it, it could, have, it could have an issue maybe, I guess at some point, but everything's machined so well that it's. It would just probably be a, a wearable part that would need to be swapped out. But other than that, it's going to last you a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. All right, Franklin Armory. Something cool Franklin Armory had it shot this year was their updated F-17, which I actually shot at TriggerCon. If you haven't seen it before, the F-17 is the world's first gas piston rimfire chambered in 17 WISM, WSM. One of the coolest things about it is it has the Osprey Defense Slim Piston uh, system, which automatically adjusts for suppressed or unsuppressed shooting. There's two different versions, the F-17-L, which has a billet lower and upper receiver, and the F-17-X, which has a forged lower and upper receiver. It also has a new MLOC foreign that has an integrated barrel or barrier stop and indexing point and a grip from B5 Systems. I think they came out with this, though, so that it would be legal in California, don't quote me, but or legal in a lot of those restricted states, which is the reason behind it. But when I shot it, it was a lot of fun and... Yeah, I mean, it, it really, that's all I have to say is it, it really just was a lot of fun. MSRP, $1,489.99. If you want any binary triggers, which is always a lot of fun, and that's what I'm going to be shooting this weekend at the range, don't forget to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and that's going to get you 10% off, and the website is franklinarmory.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as Never mind. AF. All right. Today's AF segment. So YouTube ghosting gun content, which let's face it, is nothing new. You know, I mean, it's like every other day you hear of like a big YouTuber who just got his account shut down or they demonetize one of his videos, even though he, you know, followed all of their rules and didn't do anything. But right of like the eve of SHOT Show, the marketing company that I work with, they actually had a meeting with a guy at YouTube, which gave them kind of the rundown on what they're really cracking down on. And they've definitely changed it. I mean, they've gotten a lot more strict. I guess you can call it the PewTuber apocalypse of 2023, <laughs> which is being felt by a lot of channels. So yeah, originally, like no reasons were given, but basically YouTube decided to change their policies with their, you know, usual animosity towards the firearm content that wouldn't even explain the rules. And I still don't think that it's as clear cut like on their website, but essentially some of the YouTubers that were affected. So classic firearms, they got banned for 10 days with two strikes. Mr. Guns and Gear was suspended twice in a week. Hootie Who was blocked for two weeks. Hank Strange, NFA Review and others all had a bunch of video deletion. Mac Grantham had similar problems. Nothing was clear, but what they targeted most included screwing on a legal suppressor, 
or inserting a standard capacity magazine under the requirement of not showing how to modify any firearms related. So to them, by doing this, you were modifying the gun, which makes freaking no sense. But that's why there's been a few people that are now using like 10 round magazines. They're like, okay, here we go. But I personally, I didn't have any problems. But then again, my channel is pretty small. I only have like 45,000 subscribers. But when I did get wind of this happening and the marketing company that I work with, when they were like, look, like they sent out this email telling people, you know, what to not do moving forward. And if they had done it in any of their previous videos to go back and take it out. So if you guys are watching any old videos, whether it's for me or any of your favorite YouTubers, and it seems like there's like a really weird transition or a bit abrupt, it's because something was taken out that would, you know, cause a strike on YouTube side. And poor Mr. Like Hootie Who, I talked to him and he was like, I hate my life right now. Because if you don't know who he is, I had him on my show, but he puts out a video every day and he's been doing this for years. He had to go back and look at all of his videos, take everything out, like, you know, re-edit everything that had any of these that showed, you know, the suppressor being screwed on, the mag inserted. And a lot of us had to do that. And thankfully my editor did it for me. So I didn't quite feel the, you know, the brunt of it, but I'm sure it made my videos kind of awkward, but yeah, so that's why. And I'm sure at this point, a lot of people are like, why are we even still messing with YouTube? Like, you know, a lot of people are heading on over to Rumble, which I have an account for. But the truth of it is, is like Rumble just doesn't have the viewership that YouTube does. And essentially, I mean, if we all just head on over there, yeah, we're not going to be censored and we can all enjoy each other's content. But like we need a bigger outlet so that we can expand the community and not be stuck like in a tiny little pond. So, I mean, I'd say that's really the biggest thing. It's not because like we're making, I mean, gun YouTubers, we don't make any money. I think I get a check for like maybe $200 a month. It's ridiculous. It's honestly a waste of time. It's not like we're so concerned with monetizing. Whereas like if I did toy reviews, I'd be making millions, but um, it's really just, you know, it's, it's educating the public, getting more people out there engaged and, you know, on our side and educate them about our second amendment rights and how guns safely work. You know, so I'd say that that's probably the biggest reason why we haven't really put our foot down and like moved to a different platform. If Rumble, which I'd say join Rumble, if Rumble did have the viewership that it did and it was gaining momentum, then I'd say, yeah, but it's not there yet. Yeah, I just think it's hard to change people's habits at the end of the day. And I yeah. mean, it's kind of like, you know, we went to Facebook and all that stuff and other people were starting different social media platforms. It sounds great, but man, you're going to have to have some serious money behind it to get that done. I don't, I don't, I don't know if anything's possible. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. that's a, that's a tough, tough hill to climb. You're going to need, I think, billions of dollars to invest in and in to get people to switch. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And now it's time to wrap up iTunes reviews. If you guys haven't done so, please leave a review. It's always nice to hear from you. And it's always nice to know that I'm not talking to myself with just my guests and there's actually listeners. First review is Dave the Hunter, Mr. Smith, which I think he's talking about Clint Smith. Five stars, hallelujah, Mr. Smith. Episode 264 ends the third quarter of 2022 and was the best to date. So happy to have heard him. This will be saved to re-listen occasionally. Perspective is a hard thing to reinforce. Thank you, Ava, for bringing him in, which I love Clint Smith. He's one of my favorite people in the industry. Oh yeah, Clint's awesome. It's always great to talk to him too because I don't have to be like PG. I don't have to sugarcoat anything. (laughs) No, no, there's nobody more raw than that guy. And I actually have a really good buddy that just is a guy that he will call him to have him come out and help train anyway. Super good dude. Yeah, absolutely. Second is Ray M. Kernan educational and wow, five stars. I am a new listener. I mainly shot shotguns over the past several years and recently have gotten into handguns with EDC and just purchased my first SFAR, which what is an SFAR? Is that like a smaller AR? I don't know. Let's see. SF all while you're talking, I will uh, do a little internet in here. SF SFAR. Yeah. 
I recently found you on Instagram and then found your podcast. Over the past two weeks, I've been listening to all the recent episodes and share them with my husband as well. We both have enjoyed listening to them together, being newer in the gun world. I love all the different topics and education you and your guests share, and I love adding their profiles on Instagram as well to follow. Thank you for sharing. And I love Peach's commentary added bonus which is typically her barking in the background when she hears something, which I do want to actually, I have a huge announcement to make. Peaches is not pregnant. Two days ago, I took her to the vet to get a ultrasound and good news. But what's really weird, so Kevin, let me just fill you in. So my dog's only one. Okay. This past year, I was selling my house. I bought a brand new house. Like There was just so much going on that I would have normally gotten her fixed by now, but I didn't want to get her fixed when, you know, I was selling my house and had to keep moving her around and then her being in a new house. So anyways, I go to SHOT Show and I leave her with my friend who has a little Corgi who's like the same age. They're about a year old. Oh my gosh. I have a Corgi. Okay. (laughs) So I, uh, deep down, I was kind of hating this Corgi for a while because the minute I picked up peaches, like that night I picked her up go to bed the next morning. I see blood in my bed and I'm like, what happened? Did I cut myself? And I realize my dog just went into heat and I've never oh, dealt no. with a dog that's gone into heat. I never want to do it again. It's like so disgusting. <laughs> and she's only like five pounds. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. She's seven pounds now. Uh, she doesn't look seven pounds. Maybe she's big boned. I don't know. But that's another thing we found out when we went to the vet. She's gained more weight. And I also shouldn't be feeding her three times a day, which she's really upset about wow. that. But figuring out these little freaking diapers and she'd always squirm out of them. And I literally was washing sheets every freaking day. And I'm a clean freak. My house is immaculate. But I didn't know if she got pregnant in the meantime. So I had to wait a few weeks. And turns out she's not. But what's weird is like, I guess her body didn't go through the full heat cycle. So she's having a false pregnancy. Like her body thinks she's oh no, pregnant. But either way, she's getting fixed on March 3rd. Hopefully I'll never have to deal with this whole heat thing again. Yeah. But yeah. So she would have had babies with a corgi, which sounds so cute. But really, I've looked them up and they just look like really fat chihuahuas. I hate to say it. <laughs> they have they have a I love I have a love hate relationship with our corgi. Um, he was supposed to be my fortieth birthday present, but he loves his mom way more than me, which is uh. fine because my girlfriend's my best friend, so I'll, I'll concede. But uh, they are a high energy dog. So, yeah, uh, they're a lot of fun, but man, they are my he wears my five my five year old tried to wear him out and it won't happen. Dang, yeah, so, I. But- uh, my friend always sends me videos of her corgi and actually her corgi just got fixed this week. So this has been a very big learning lesson for both of us. I think the whole pregnancy scare both like freaked us both out. So we, we both now we are getting our dogs fixed. She just sure. got hers. Obviously, I have to wait until my dog, you know, I think it's like a month after they're in heat. But yeah, so I mean, I'm glad, but I'm also kind of bummed because like I was looking back at her like little baby photos and she was so freaking cute as a puppy. But it is what it is. <laughs> There's enough dogs out there that need good homes. There's no sense in bringing more dogs into the world. So, yep. Yeah. Totally oh, agree. but out of those two reviews, who do you pick as the winner, the first or the second? I'm going to go with number two. All right. And it's always great to hear that there's a female listening to the podcast. I love, love hearing that. Love just getting more women involved in, in guns. So, Hats off to you. Just contact us. Go to gunfunny.com. Click on the contact us form and send a good mailing address to send out the prize pack to, which I have not sent prize packs out in probably the last month. So just hang tight if you guys haven't gotten yours. Also, if you enjoy the show and you wanted to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. You'll automatically get access to our Patreon only Facebook group, which is so much fun. Lots of good people, lots of like-minded people. If you get offended easily, don't join because we're just making fun of each other the whole time. But it's just, it's like a good, like close-knit family. And I couldn't ask for for better supporters. And then also Blown Deadline. He gives away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron each month. He does some of the best Cerakote jobs on the market. It's really cool, the stuff that he comes out with. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons, Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, 
Tristan Smith and Melissa writings and King of the Patreon is still John Snow. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today and teaching us about Phoenix Trinity firearms. I really appreciate it. I really look forward to getting my hands on one. Absolutely. We'll need to make that happen somehow. Yeah, absolutely. If nothing else, you know, maybe at NRA or something, I'll let you guys know if yep. I'm going, which it's, it's in April, right? In yeah, Indiana? Uh, like third week of April. Yeah. I ish third or yeah. I think closer to third week. Cause I've got the Texas multi-gun state championship the week before, um, that I'm actually ROing at cause I'm an idiot, but I love the guy that runs that match. And then, yeah, then the week after that is NRA in Indianapolis and Indianapolis is a great convention center city so if you are thinking about going and worried about ah it's a convention it's a city indianapolis is a great place to go visit and uh go to a convention and see a lot of neat products at so yeah it was actually it was a pretty fun city i will admit that um can you just remind listeners once again what is your website and social media handles absolutely so follow us on instagram and it's phoenix trinity firearms all one word because you know like i said we we do deal with the obviously the shadow band and then our website is ptrinity.com and then Facebook, because I don't know if you've got to type it exactly in. You probably do because you run into similar things on there as well, is uh, PTMF or, or, or PTM Firearms, PTM Firearms, or you can try just try typing in Phoenix Trinity Firearms and we should come up. So. Okay, awesome. All right, guys. Well, I will talk to you next week and we're out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.